Hey guys, it's the Zigman and Zach Takis, and when you finish it up to listen to this great podcast, make sure you head on over and check out Shotgun Wrestling Radio. That's right, we're new to the EMT Podcast Network. Over at Shotgun Wrestling Radio, we give you the latest news in professional wrestling. That's right, we cover WWE, Ring of Honor, Impact Wrestling, and more. Want to know what's going on in the events in the Iowa Independence We cover that too with our pro wrestling calendar. That's right, Zigman. Not only do we cover that, but we also have a wide variety of interviews with pro wrestlers, both past and present. All our interviews can be found on our Facebook page, facebook.com shotgun radio and the number one we hope you'll take the time to give us a listen and remember to give us a like and follow on twitter and facebook at shotgun radio and the number one you're listening to the electronic media collective podcast network yeah it's a mouthful for more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy visit electronicmediacollective.com and now our feature presentation Jordan, your usual drink tonight? Yes, thank you. So, where's Eric and Ryan? Uh, They're on their way. I wanted to listen to your latest podcast, but where can I download the episodes again? You can download all of our episodes at movieguyspodcast.podme.com. You can also find us on every social media platform. Every social media platform? That's awesome. Hey, it looks like your friends are here. Let me get the first round for you guys. So Eric and Ryan, I'm both I'm pissed at both of you because all I wanted from Christmas this year was a baby Yoda and you two never gave it to me. I'm excited to talk about Mandalorian. Are you guys? I'm ready to talk about this. This is this is going to be fun. We are going to finally bringing back our our anticipated season episode of Mandalorian from Disney Plus. I'm excited, Eric, aren't you? It's got to be a Star Wars thing every year now. That's where we are at. And this was fearful, uh, the Mandalorian series, just because it was borderline oversaturation. Because, again, here we are talking about it again. Now we don't just have movies coming out every year. We have series. So is it too much, or was Baby Yoda needed, Ryan? I think... In the long run, Baby Yoda might be the one thing we remember from The Mandalorian. Baby Yoda is going to be the only thing that we're going to remember from The Mandalorian. And I I do agree, Jordan. I am so sorry I did not buy you the Baby Yoda anything, plush, keychain, what have you. Um, I think think a Baby Yoda would brighten up anyone's day. Right, it would. That thing is fucking adorable. So what's not adorable is The Mandalorian season. So... Why are we getting this? This is it, what, five years after Return of the Jedi? Is that where it is? That we're... Yeah, it is actually yeah, soon after, isn't the, it? Yeah, this is five years after Return of the Jedi. Why are we doing this? Why aren't we getting a Boba Fett prequel? Like, weren't, weren't they making a movie about a Boba Fett? Weren't they going to make a Boba Fett movie? What happened to this? They were going to make a Boba Fett, like an origin story, I do believe. Like, they had uh, What's-His-Face... Josh Trank, um, hot off Chronicle, he made F- Fantastic Four, 2015. Everyone knows uh, Bomb. I don't think it's as bad as everyone says it is, but it's not a good movie. Uh, he turns out to be just a giant asshole, and they fire him. And then Han Solo underperforms, and they're just like, you know what? We need to rejigger everything. Which I will always defend Solo. It's not that bad. 
And I think my wife agrees with me on that one. Solo was okay. It's not great. The good thing about this is Disney is doing their best to repaint the universe. Because they announced when, like when 2010, 13 or something like that, that the extended universe is no longer canon. They are doing their own. And this is part of this world uh, building along with the movies and the sub-movies or whatever you want to call them, the, 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 the other... Star Wars stories. Yeah, Star Wars stories. That's a fun one. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's, what we, that's where we're at now. And it's good because now we have mystery in, in a very known universe that we uh, are familiar with. You know, like, I don't know where Baby Yoda's coming from. I don't know uh, what his purpose is. It's purpose is. Don't assume that, that baby's gender. Right. Oh, uh, yeah, we can. I don't know why that. it eats frogs. Well, you know, let's dive into that, actually, since you said that, Eric. Now, just just a little warning here for the fans who are listening right now. All three of us have watched this season at different points from the holiday until recent. So we're not going to be completely nerdy here and talk about every little character in every little episode. We're just going to talk about the season overall, what we like, what we dislike, any questions we may have, and any theories we may have. We're just going to break down the series and talk about it. So in a nutshell, if you haven't seen The Mandalorian and you don't want to be spoiled, turn off the show and come back after. But here we go. The Mandalorian follows, well, a Mandalorian who gets a mission from Lando, yes, Lando from Cloud City, to get a bounty, to kill a bounty. And this happens to be a Baby Yoda. That's what everybody's calling it. And he decides to not kill the Baby Yoda and take him as his own child. And he goes planet to planet and a prison space station to help people in their endeavors. In a nutshell. So wait, he gets it from Lando. I thought it was just Carl Weathers. Yeah, it's it Carl just a Weathers. Different black guy. Uh, that's okay. Uh, no, that's Jordan Lando. sees them all the same, right? No, that's Lando. That's his character. That's he said it was Lando because I could like it doesn't make sense because you could get Billy D. Williams. I don't think Billy Billy D. Williams is doing yeah, a whole lot these Billy days. Billy D. Williams was literally in the movies. Like he was in the last movie. Why would Billy D. Williams not play Lando in Star Wars? It wasn't. We're, it was. We're asking Carl you Weathers. That. Yeah. It I'm sorry, not, not Billy. Dewey. What? I thought I, Carl Weathers. Was, okay. All right. So Carl Weathers. Wow. No, okay. Carl Weathers. I guess they do is look Apollo the same. Apollo Creed. I. You know what? He's, yes, you're right. They do look the same to me. Then I guess. I guess. <laughs> I, guess. I mean, I thought. I thought that was Lando. We even said that to my wife. I was like, "That's Lando," but no, that's Apollo Creed, huh? Jesus, man! I was, I I'll take it like out a, and post. Like a I'll Paxton take it out and post. Pullman. Yeah, I thought we had like a Paxton Pullman type of thing going on here. All okay. right. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm like, no, <laughs> me, no, me, like, keep this. This is kind of funny for the fans to hear because I literally thought that that was Lando, but that's well, Carl Weathers. Wow. Okay. Well, e- either way, um, to confuse you even more, then, you have Gus from Breaking Bad coming in there, too. Yeah, you're right. He is in that, isn't he? I yeah, like uh, Gus. And, yeah. Th- okay. Now, I did get that right, because towards the end of the season, I was like, oh, honey, that's the that's the bad guy from Breaking Bad. He got his fa- uh, face blown off. So I got that right, at least. That's good. Don't want to jump too far ahead, but what uh, uh, Carl Weathers playing Grief Karga is his name. Just so you know. And who's this other guy? Moff Gideon. 
Is Moth Gideon, is, is that the guy that's played by, oh god, that the director that I like? Um, it's the guy that's, uh, um... It's from Breaking Bad. Yeah, Breaking Bad. Giancarlo uh, Esposito. Yes, thank you. Was... Yeah, but who's the director that he talks to in the in the first episode? Uh, the actual movie director. Um, Werner Herzog? Who talks to? Oh, we're talking, okay. We're back to talking about The Mandalorian. I thought, okay. That's what I was trying to figure out who, who uh, Giancarlo Esposito was talking to. We we're talking about the Mandalorian. We're just saying names whenever yeah, we're just we saying like names. it right now. But I'm saying, uh, I, I really, what's his name? Uh, Werner, Werner Ver, Herzog? Werner, Werner Herzog. Werner, yeah. I like seeing him in this a lot. So, okay, so so the Mandalorian's a bounty hunter, and we discover that the Mandalorians are, they're not a race of people. They're like a fraternity, right? They're like a brotherhood. They're a creed. They're a creed. And they are bounty hunters, all of them. And this Mandalorian, he's just getting bounties. That's how he gets by. Bounties are going to kill people or bring them back to get, uh, what, Imperial Steel money so he can make his armor better, right? Yeah, basically you've uh, described the plot of almost every video game. So that's kind of where we are at because um, same story, same hero's journey, but right. uh, now it includes armor and weapons. So, so he goes okay. So in the first episode, I want to talk about that a little bit because um, he has to go to this planet and he has to meet the guy that's called I don't know his name, but the I have spoken. Love that guy. My wife and I love that guy a lot. Oh yeah, what is his name? Um, isn't that Ryan? Guy? You just got done binge watching it. Do you remember that guy's name? No, I don't. Here okay. it is. Uh, I don't remember most of the names. Quill? Uh, Quill? Is, is that his name? In? Uh, played yeah. by Nick Nolte. Nick Nolte played him? Nick Nolte. Wow. So uh, so he meets that guy, and then and then this is where he meets Baby Yoda at the end, and he fights that uh, that, that robot, that, that assassin robot, who eventually comes a part of the team. Um, I'm just going to show my hand right now so we can have a very interesting discussion. Mm. I don't like the Mandalorian series. Wow. I think it was really, really unnecessary. Uh, why? What was unnecessary about it? Um, I thought the first episode was cool. But after the third episode, I think it was the third episode, when he escapes the planet with Baby Yoda when they had the massive shootout. For a while there, for what, three, four episodes, he just went from planet to planet, so to speak, to help out a group of individuals and their problems. And I got bored really quick. Um, the episode that I fell asleep multiple times at was when he was on the, I'm just going to say the forest planet, when he had to fight the Imperial Walker at the end. I thought that yeah. was that was boring as shit. Sure. I just lost interest. And then another one that was boring was the one after that, when they were in the prison station. That was boring, too. We had talked about this, about how the parts of The Mandalorian really just never kicked off. It just seemed to just be the same episode for the first, we decided, what, six episodes, right? Right, because there's eight total. Yeah. So that it's basically just the, the kind of the same thing. And uh, unfortunately so, because um, it is a cool world and there are cool characters, but that's all it was i mean but this is this is more towards the, the kids show you know that those first six episodes i can see now were filler for some but 
they introduced a lot of characters, a lot of characters that I'm sure are going to come back. Yeah, I mean, they introduced that one chick in the force plate. Ryan, you knew a month prior that we were going to watch The Mandalorian, so you binge-watched it here. What's your opinions about this so far? You know, much to my shock and horror, uh, I'm actually going to agree with Jordan almost wholeheartedly on oh. this. The only difference Whoa! Is I, Stop, yeah. Don't wait. Just wait. You're going to agree with me, Ryan? Here we go. For, I think for the first time in my ten life. Ten years. Ten years of knowing each other. You are going uh, to. Wow. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'm going to shut my like, mouth and, and listen n- to this. You're like 98% correct. 98% uh, per- correct. All right. I'll, I'll show I would. I would flip episodes five and four in terms of what the most boring episode was. Sure. Because um, I thought the prison spaceship one was just dull. It's. I think it's a. It's an interesting concept on its surface because you, this is a bounty hunter. He he jumps from place to place. There is no specific goal to him. He so you can use him to open up the wider universe, and they kind of do that. But it also they have a bunch of stuff in there that connects to the original trilogy, like um, the 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 one lady. Uh, I think her name's Kara. Gina Gina Carano's character. She's from Alderaan. Boom connection to the Wait a minute, stop trilogy. real quick. Uh the uh you mean you mean the girl that he meets in the forest planet that like becomes like his partner? She's from Alderaan? Mm-hmm. Yeah, at the very end when Giancarlo Esposito is rattling off all their names, he says Kara whatever of Alderaan. Really? She's um, from Alderaan. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. They mention they mention Canto Bright, which is from Last Jedi, that's the casino planet. Um they oh man there's another there's another reference but i can't remember but like you you have the oh they go back to uh, tatooine um in the gunslinger episode that's right um like there's all these like they have a chance to expand the universe and they kind of don't they do a little bit but they don't really um and i think i think it's just a giant missed opportunity because and also see I, i like it feels like they wanted to do something with Boba Fett, but they didn't want to do something with Boba Fett, you know? Well, because... We might get there. We might, we might, because at this part, Boba is... But he's, he's... dead, though. Well, allegedly, yeah. Eric, you always have said in four years, no body, no death. No we see no him death. fall down a pit. I... Yeah, I mean, that's pretty telling, but uh, again, they're all Mandalorians, so maybe you'll see a little, like a, an, another Fett of some sort. Right. Wow, I cannot believe Ryan agrees with me. Well, I just wow, that's shocking. Well, end of show, everybody. Um, yeah. 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 Good night. <laughs> um, I one of the things that I found that was very trying as well was the gun single episode because it was really fun. I remember watching that episode, and I was like, "Oh my god, it, this is like whoever was the set decorator deserves something." like some sort of award because that most Eisley bar was shot for shot, like to a T decorated the way that the original one was right. Like that thing was perfect. I was spot on and I was really impressed by that, but that's all that episode had going for it. And, and when the woman gets killed at the end or, or, or whoever the Mandalorian was going after, right. And that guy ran away from him. Uh, who was the boots going back to the dead body? Was that the Mandalorian? We never knew. 
Going back. No, to I don't. I don't. What did? Yeah, I? they didn't show. They cut away like when they go to bend down, I think. And I just, I assumed that that was like a Boba Fett thing to try to tease it, but then they never followed up on it. Yeah, because cause they never showed that kid dying either, right? Like that kid who wanted to be a bounty hunter. This was his first bounty, right? We never saw him. Uh, we never saw his death, right? Oh, but he's but he's dead, right? There's Is there's he? a lot he, of well, yeah. It's, didn't he? We didn't. There was there no was body, no death. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you for at least paying attention to that. There, I mean, I I think these things are are kind of simple enough. Like even with the introduction of uh, IG Eleven. Or, or, or it just it you could just kind of tell that that robot was you know the way the Mandalorian's like oh I hate droids and the IG11 comes along you know reprogrammed like hey I'm here to protect you it's, oh I hate dro-. typical Disney you know a big old grumpy bear befriends a little curious bunny and they're they're two opposites you know oh we should be together but do they do uh, anyway yeah you know what Eric I know what you're saying but. That happens in Star Wars all the time, though. Does, I mean, that's it? kind of, yeah. You know, like, a certain character doesn't like something, and then something happens to that character to make their opinion change about that character. I, I mean, I have seen that in Star Wars a bunch. I do think it's funny that they, it seems to be, like, um, every, every Star Wars movie or property has to have a new robot. New property, new robot. There's a robot in uh, Solo, a Star Wars story. There's a robot in uh, Rogue One. Uh, BB-8 was a big thing in Force Awakens. Now we got the IG thing. It's uh, kind of annoying. Well, because they're trying to get to the love affair that everybody has for R2-D2 and 3CPO. That's why they weren't in the the uh, prequel trilogy. I'm sorry, not the prequel, but the sequel trilogy. Right? Because everybody wants a new R2 and C-3PO in well, their family. droids sell. Okay, BB-8 selling. I'm sure. What was the 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 new one? D uh, Dio. Dio. Uh, oh yeah, oh, for, for Force Awakens. Yeah, that thing's popular right now. Yeah. So they sell all those, no problem. But they don't sell the Baby Yoda. Oh, they do sell Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda. People have tattoos of Baby Yoda already. Uh, okay. Well, you don't need. You know, if you're getting a tattoo of Baby Yoda, you don't. I'm just saying, going to the Disney store pre-Christmas, you're not finding no Baby Yoda. I bet if my wife and I took the family to Disney in Florida right now, there'll be Baby Yoda everywhere. Oh, yeah. Right? It'll be everywhere. So, fan theory that I've been reading online, and I know, Eric, you know about it. I don't know if Ryan, you know, but I wanted you guys' opinions on this. We've all seen Rise of Skywalker. We have reviewed it, so there's no spoilers on this. We find out in the beginning of Rise of Skywalker that the Emperor has cloned Snoke. Snoke was not a real person. It was a test tube baby, essentially. It was the Emperor's clone. Fan theory that this is, in fact, a baby Yoda because the Emperor has cloned him as Plan B kind of thing to where why not clone the greatest Jedi of all time and raise him to be evil? That's why the Emperor wants him in the first episode of this series. What do you guys say? Do you guys say that's a ridiculous fan theory? Do you guys think there's some weight to that? I don't think it's too ridiculous. Uh, I mean, like I said, I'm not a Star Wars fanatic, so I don't dive into everything. But have we seen any other um, Yodas? Like any other types of whatever species or creature Yoda is? 
there's a lot of debate, and I want Eric to answer the question too. So there, but I'll answer this. There's a lot of debate over that because of extended universes that George Lucas created and stuff. But as of right now, at this time, the species of Yoda is not identified. We do know that whatever species Yoda is has the most, um, not, I'm not going to say midichlorians, but you know what I mean? They're like, you know, the most Force-sensitive. Yeah, Force-sensitive creatures. But we don't know the name of the of this um, race. Yeah, I, I mean, and the people in the show, too, they don't know what it is. Because um, I think... Because I think at that point, if I remember correctly, some some episode, some point near the end of the the season, I don't remember which episode, but someone they talk like they're trying to figure out how it was able to do what it did, like um, choke her with the, like force choke, Kara, uh, force heal, uh, bullshit, force heal Carl Weathers' wound, um, and they talk. <laughs> They they don't know like they don't know what it is. I, th- I think somebody mentions the force, but they don't. No one has an idea or a clue what it is. You know, like it's sort of like in when um sort of like in Force Awakens when Jedi's are just a myth. You which, know, which that's yeah. bullshit. We'll talk about that too, Eric. Before we get into that, what do you think about that fan theory? Do you think that fan theory is crazy, or do you think that's uh, has some weight to it? Uh, the wait, which what, what fan theory are you thinking of? Baby Yoda's a clone. The Emperor made Baby Yoda's a clone. Oh, yeah. I don't know about that. Because then you would assume that Yoda is... Maybe it's a clone of Yoda. No, 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 absolutely. That's what I'm saying, is that the Emperor cloned Yoda. So oh. this is this is, this is is Baby Yoda, because the Emperor's like, hey, plan B, if Rey doesn't come on my team here... Let's clone the greatest Jedi of all time. Raise him to be the most evil Sith of all time. Yeah. Do you then, think that fan theory has some weight? Uh, I think it's I think it's dumb. And you think it's dumb? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it's it's crazy to go from the extended universe, which I guess again we're not counting, for it to be uh, completely just dismissed, and then you had like these uh, iconic. I guess uh, uh, soldiers or Jedi knights in that of that the same race species uh, doing uh, a lot of different things. Like this is where you have the uh, uh, kind of the introduction to the different types of force is through these the species. You know, I don't want to completely compare it to like the different types of kryptonite in uh, Superman. Sure, but it it's kind of like the different types of kryptonite in the Superman. Right, valid. So, so, so we'll we'll see how it goes. I, I'm not, I'm not sold on it, but I, I there's there's so many more questions. This series was only just filler to me. It was all all of it was just building, and I have so many questions. Um, especially because, and we mentioned this at the end of the Rise of Skywalker, um, the end of this series and the end of that movie. Both introduced new sabers into the into the universe. What saber they introduced in this one? Uh, at the very end, when Moff Gideon gets out of his Tie Fighter, he then uh, unsheets his or puts out his uh, lightsaber, but it is the dark saber. He so did. It is, yes. Yeah, it's like a sword. Yeah. Like so a sword. it it is a uh, it is a 
Uh, instead of the lightsaber being a, a, this light, this big glowing beam of light with a, uh, a light core, his is a dark core, and the aura around it is light. So it looks like kind of like a black hole almost. I gotta go back and watch that on YouTube or something. That's I guess I didn't pay attention to that. Huh. Nobody, you know, Maybe I was just checked out at that point. Maybe well, I was checked out when the robot decided to sacrifice himself by walking him through the lava river. I was like, wow, this is happening. Yeah, yeah, it sure... It sure did happen, didn't it? It did. So there's a controversy going on with this show right now, and I wanted your guys' opinions about it. I'm not trying to be political at all. For the love of God, I'm not. But this mm-hmm. is an interesting controversy. Do you guys know what's going on about the uh, lack of women or there or there of women are not well um, produced in this show? What do you mean, well-produced? Uh, meaning that there's no good women characters. They're all just standard characters. They're, people online are complaining and are upset once the Mandalorian is revealed that it should have been a woman. And they're it's got up, a man's voice. They're pissed, and it's a big controversy right now. And the only person that's really developed, the only character that's really developed is the man or is the Mandalorian. Like there's not really Carl Weathers isn't, isn't really developed a whole lot. Like he is antagonistic at the beginning and helpful at the end, but there's no, like he just kind of flips really without any, any, uh, storyline. Well, the, into baby, it. baby Yoda saved him. It's true. Baby Yoda did save him. Yeah. We don't know if baby Yoda's a, a man or a male or female. I'm just telling you, this is a big controversy. Uh, this has gone all the way to CNN, where they're saying that The Mandalorian is a sexist show. <laughs> all the way to the top. Here's the problem with that. Um, one, the argument's just arbitrary and stupid. Two, um, it's it's created by John Favreau. Most of the episodes are written by him. Uh, one episode is written by Dave Filoni or Filioni. I don't remember how to say. I don't remember what his last name is. And then one is written by Ricky Fumiyiwa. But two episodes are directed by um, Stephanie Chow, um, the six and seven. And then episode four is directed by Bryce Dallas Howard, which is also a woman, mm-hmm. Ron Howard's daughter. Um, it is produced by Kathleen Kennedy, who is obviously a woman. So to say, I don't know. It, to say that's sexist uh, is kind of dumb. Is that you're not looking at anything beyond what you see because the show is called the Mandalorian. It's about the Mandalorian. Um, when they reveal that he's a, that it's a man, um, shouldn't matter because the whole eight episodes leading up to that point, uh, his voice is very masculine. Um, his best sidekick, the, the person he calls on for support, the one he trusts to have his back when he knows he's going to almost certain death is a woman. I, I I am not disagreeing with any of those points. I found it interesting, and I wanted to hear what your guys' opinions were because I was, uh, I I took a step back when I heard that the show was sexist and how the argument was the show is sexist because the Mandalorian should have been a woman because Disney should understand that women are powerful nowadays and a woman women need a strong assassin bounty hunter to look up to. Uh, because men have enough. Well, hold on now. Didn't we just learn in Force Awakens that Rey is the strongest Jedi of all time? Shut your fucking mouth. I mean, Rise of Skywalker. 
Yeah. She's the strongest Jedi of all time because she defeated all of the Sith. Siths. You, there you go. Talking out of your ass, not listening. Yeah, you just don't <laughs> get it, Ryan. You just don't get it. So I don't get it. Well, here's here's my thing though, right? Yeah. If they if they did make the Mandalorian um, female, wouldn't everyone just be screaming, "Oh, why didn't they just make a Metroid movie?" <laughs> nice Metroid Prime. Good, good, it's always good something because you gotta make a, a a click. Yeah, when you were saying that there was controversy about it, I, I feel like that was just maybe some reaching for some clickbait or some shit like that. But that's that's the world that we live in right now. Like it, it is. people, the Star Wars movie will never be good enough, and there's going to be an article telling you why every single time. Right. I mean, like it's this isn't my Star Wars. It's like, well, you know. You're right. It's not. Get over it. Uh, but the Mandalorian does have a... I guess there's a female Mandalorian. His boss? I don't the, know. His fellow comrade? But it's the... blacksmith, of course. The armorer? Yeah, there you go. It's a, it's a, it's a, it, is, it is a female Mandalorian blacksmith. Every time that he gets a bounty, he takes his, his emperor steel or metal to her and she melts it down um and she She's kicks a lot of ass. ass yeah yeah she kicks a lot of ass um i i wanted to say this question for later in the show but i want to ask it now because i don't want to forget it eric i'm gonna ask you first uh too soon to reveal the mandalorian's face because i because it because i was watching the show and by the third episode i was like i kind of want to see his face but then, like as the seer, but as the season progressed, I was like, "Well, don't show his face yet, because now we know what he looks like, and you know, there's there's mystery." Do you think they should have shown his face in this? Yeah, dear God, John Favreau, I know you're listening, big fan of the show. Do not ever take his helmet off. Don't don't ever have it come off. Not at once. If it does, because of some sort of, because you need the views and you need the cliffhanger. And the enemy has him and take off his helmet type of thing. Do some clever camera work. The Mandalorian should always be faceless. Always. Don't let us see the Mandalorian. Yeah. Do not ever put a face to the Mandalorian. The Mandalorian should be that helmet. That's it. If you show a face, then that person is now the Mandalorian. And they are now like kind of, you know what I mean? The the, rep, the mascot, the representative. But... As of right now, we have that helmet, and that represents, so far, all of them. That represents the the Fets, the Django and Boba. That represents the other bounty hunters, the other Mandalorians. I, I, I like this. Keep it within the guild. But, but here's the thing, though, is that in Attack of the Clones, you saw Django Fett's face and Boba Fett's face. So let's go a little deeper on this, because I want to hear what Ryan's opinion is, too. Why is it such a big deal, though? Why do you feel the way you do, Eric, about that? Like, why do you feel that this is a big no-no? If we already seen the other, uh, some Mandalorian's faces before, why is it in this show it's such a big deal? It's part of the character, you know? I, I, I feel that it's really what they're sticking to. They believe in it. This is something that they're born into. There should be no change of heart. We already saw that with the uh, Force Awakens where Finn took off his helmet and that was, you know, we got to see a stormtrooper take off its helmet. You know, first time right there is that these are people underneath. And that's kind of what I'm getting for the this, this bounty hunter type of thing. If 
you take off the helmet, they no longer become this bounty hunter that's this cold assassin, badass, a little bit of everything. Now they become a character. Now you've you've named the puppy that you found in, in the street. You know, you're taking it home now. It's you 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 know what I mean. You have it. So uh, that's what I'm trying to to keep. I, I like the character as as it is. There's a lot they can do with it. If they want to do it, maybe after where you know something to do with the baby Yoda, then I'd be open to it. But uh, you know, as right now, I'm cool with the mystery. I say take the mask off at the last episode of the whole series, just so we're guessing. But Ryan, what do you say? Do you agree with Eric? I mean, the whole point of taking the mask off is supposed to be some. It's supposed to be like an emotional catharsis thing. Um, for the character, because the whole show, he has his moral code, um, but from the very first episode, he is, you know, he's questioning it, he's questioning uh, left and right, if he need, like, you know, if he should stay in this world now that he has the baby Yoda. They even have that whole episode on the forest planet dedicated to trying to convince him and show him there are other things in the world than just, you know, flying around collecting bounties. So, like, the whole thing of really revealing his face um, is, to, is supposed to, like, break him off from the Mandalorian code because, I mean, by that point, everyone, all the Mandalorians except for that one lady are dead, if I'm correct. Are they all dead, or and, is that just... Are, are they? No, I thought they yeah, I mean, moved all... down. I thought they just dispersed everywhere. Which, by the way, I, the other part is that they, they the whole crew came to his aid after a while, after he, like, kind of broke a, away from the yeah. technicality he had in the contract. But uh, I, I, they That's all nonsense. Like, yeah, I, like I thought the, they went, when they went through the like the sewer or whatever underground thing that they had all the helmets in a pile. I thought that was like they're all dead now. You know what, Ryan? You're right. I mean, like that was an interesting image, right, of them going down the sewers and you see the Mandalorian helmets in a pile. But however, though, no body, no death. There was no bodies. I guess. So maybe the guess, Mandalorians but, yeah. just took off the helmets. I don't know. If the, the Thraki can come back alive, then so can the Mandalorians. Yeah. I mean, the Emperor was thrown down a fucking shaft, and he's in the Rise of Skywalker, right? One of my least favorite episodes besides the Force episode was the prison uh, station episode. I thought it was... I thought they were trying to make it kind of like a horror, survival horror type of movie in, in some shots. I thought it was very boring. I thought it was unnecessary. And also... I was like, Bill Burr, what are you doing in this, sir? Like, why aren't you, like, going on Conan and getting pissed off about how family life not what it was in the 70s? What are you doing in this? Like, I thought that was... I, I'm serious, like, Bill Burr in the prison episode took me out of it completely. I'm like, hey, this isn't that first for family. Like, that was bad casting. Why was he in this show? Because every episode they have a different celebrity or mild... Uh, mildly recognizable face. But not Bill Burr. This guy is not right. I, maybe yeah, I'm... Got you talking, buddy. Yeah. Be... Which, which episode was it? Let's this go, was the prison episode. It, it was yeah. the prison episode. That's what I'm trying to say is that yeah. people are talking. They're going to go see it. I guess. It just doesn't make sense. Ryan, do you agree or do you think I'm overreacting? Oh, no. I mean, I think that's... I think the fifth episode is the, the is a legit bad bad TV show. Uh, like And the that's acting... the prison? planet yeah okay. the prison plant the prison ship, prison like ship. The acting overall is 
bad. Like Bill Burr is not very good in it. The 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 green lady or purple lady is terrible. Yeah. Holy shit. The guy in the devil like demon paint stuff. That was a uh, uh was that Clancy? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Who Clancy who is. Uh Clancy Brown? Is that his name? I don't know who Clancy Brown is. Clancy Brown dead? No, Clancy Brown played uh, played that dude, that big. Uh, he's uh, um, he's in. God damn, he's in everything. He was in uh, Shawshank Redemption, uh, Starship Troopers. Uh, you know what I mean, Big Thug. Uh, he was in Thor Ragnarok. He was. In... Wait a minute, Clancy Brown was he the? Uh, uh, no, the guy that voices Mr. Krabs. Is that the guy? <laughs> I'm yeah, serious. I guess so. No. <laughs> The guy who was the zombified police chief from Pet Cemetery 2, the guy who was yeah, the fucking yes, yes, no, yes, yes, he was not the redheaded devil. No, the redheaded devil. He was Berg. He put in the prison episode. He was the big Berg. guy that yeah the, yeah the guy looks like a like demon. Yeah, that's what I'm talking guy. about. Yeah, yes. Oh, what the fuck? Yeah, but the prison episode it feels like a like a knockoff Doctor Who episode. Um. Like a uh, very, I just I think it's poorly written. Like the tension, it's supposed to be tense. There's supposed to be tense moments, especially when the Mandalorian is escaping. He escapes his imprisonment and tracks down the team that put him there. And the way it's shot, there's no tension whatsoever. Especially when they're cross cutting it with the whole Baby Yoda and the ship thing. It's yeah, it's done very very campy. It's almost done like a uh, like some sort of '70s little horror. Like, oh, now I'm going to come to get you, you know? And then, like, the fourth episode has, like, that four, that whole forced subplot where the, the widow is trying to convince him to stay, to live with them, and that just fucking comes out of nowhere. No prelude to it. She's just like, hey, you look sexy, even though I've never seen your face. <laughs> hey, thank you so much for saving my village from this evil, you know, um, Imperial This walker. was before. This is before he saved them. This was just... On the auspices that he might be able to save them. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Mandalorian. That's right. Because she like gives him food and shit. She's like, "Hey, you know, stay." And then he makes the decision at the end of the episode where he's like, "No, they will always come my, looking for him." Yeah. My favorite part about that, and it, like, because there's these episodes have, I don't know. There's parts where they feel like it's things they need to have, um, and. Like and and like that kind of makes the writing subpar. And one of the point one of the parts that stuck out to me is in that fourth episode when they're on that planet after they um they they beat the the tribesmen and the ATST and all that stuff. And the Mandalorian he tells Kara Kara that he's gonna leave the baby Yoda there. And then like in his very next sentence he says that you know since they created all that noise people are going to come looking for her it's like so if he knows that it's going to bring what he just did is going to bring bad people to the planet why would he decide to leave the baby yoda there i have no response because that's true and and then like and then you know in the very you know two minutes three minutes later he decides that oh because the guy has the tracker i can't leave the baby yoda here it's like, you should have known that beforehand, because you literally just said that people are going to come looking for Kara. Right. Well, I have I have one more statement before we get to my last question for the show here. And my, and, and my last statement is, I don't think this show is going to last. I don't think that this series is going to be 
successful. I think Disney Plus is going to cram it down our throats and say, eat it, eat it, and we're going to see, we're going to be like the fat guy from the beginning of seven. Um, This is going to last three seasons at best. At best. And the reason why I predict that is because of shit that Ryan is saying. If you... Okay, um, I will. I will. I will. I will make a short rant. Very short rant. One of my favorite shows was Walking Dead. The first season was great. Six episodes. Every episode was engaging. Every episode was interesting to me. And now it's a giant turd sandwich. Um, I feel that Mandalorian is becoming just a giant douche. South Park reference. You know what I mean? Like it's not. Not every episode's engaging. I was bored. In a lot of episodes, and I thought that this was unnecessary. I thought this was more unnecessary than Solo. Yeah, like okay. it was just really unnecessary. So I am afraid that they're just gonna keep on giving us junk food and rot our teeth and not give us anything nourishing that we want to see. Call me crazy. Do you guys have any rebuttal to that at all? It sucks to be you, man, because you're getting it either way. <laughs> <laughs> I just, god damn. Okay, Eric, final question for the show tonight, buddy. Where do you feel one prediction that season two is going to bring us? I think season two is going to explore a bit more into, well, I guess things that we learned from the extended universe are going to come into The Mandalorian and explain it a bit more. So I, I hope that we will find a bit more on the hut, uh, on Jabba the Huts or Jabba the Hut. And uh, yeah, and the Hut family. There so I wonder if we'll explore them a bit more. Jabba is dead in this area, but I wonder if um, uh, he has still... a son. Yeah, so I wonder if we, I wonder if we still uh, are going to get some of them or some crime fan families. Uh, the reason why is because the season one explored a lot of the falling of the empire, little pieces, little patches kind of still here who haven't got the notice or really don't know what to do um and they're still getting paid so they follow where that paycheck is going i think that's where we're going to see a lot of these for hire a lot of this rogue uh, kind of pirate type thing uh, more of the same episode one through six like i said i hope more uh, of the huts um that we get to see that i'm curious to see if we're going to see another lightsaber color because that'll be the third one that we see. I don't know how else they they would do it, but um, I think that would be pretty cool if we got to see uh, something cool. Maybe maybe a, a clear one. Maybe the white saber. That would be pretty cool. Right. Because because they got they got a lot of story to tell. This is 15 years before the Force Awakens. They got a lot of story to tell. Yeah. So there's still uh, there's something to there's, do. There's still a lot. There's still a lot left. Ryan, same question. You know, I, I'm not too positive because, like, once I got done and the credits rolled on uh, on episode eight and it said directed by Taika Waititi, I just kind of stopped thinking about it. To be honest with you, um, where does it go from here? I'd imagine uh, we are going to get some sort of payoff in visiting the homeworld, perchance. Oh, of Mandalorian. Baby Yoda. Oh, Baby Yoda. Okay. Baby Yoda. Um, I think it's it's gonna have roughly the same formula as this as this season. Big first episode that like it, that's actually a good episode that really like because I got hooked 
on the first episode. I was like, this is going to be pretty good. Uh, and then it proceeded to disappoint me massively. So I imagine that's what it's going to be like. Um, you're going to have some people in there that when you look on the IMDb credits, going to be like, that guy? That was that guy? Um, but yeah, I don't really see them deviate, deviating too much from where they are, wh- where they went with this season i think they're not going to exponentially increase the budget we're going to get a lot of boring stuff a lot of filler and then we're going to get a big shootout uh, action sequence at the end of episode eight that's a valid point that sounds like walking dead all right let's get into our overall popcorn rating same popcorn rating like we always do especially for our shows it is the what do you get the season overall as a popcorn rating of course so eric what will be your popcorn rating for season one of the mandalorian uh, it's really easy. It's a small bag. Real quick. Not even thinking about it. I got two things from this entire series. I got a Baby Yoda, Baby Yoda memes, and I got a Darksaber. Those are the only two I'm carrying with me into Season 2. I could give a shit about everything else, and that's about it. Mandalorian is nothing but a video game character from Doom or Halo, whatever you want to, whatever one's your preference. Every other character is side character. Every other character is expendable and can die. I don't care about any of them. It's Baby Yoda. Disney, goddammit, do not kill that Baby Yoda. So help me. Small bag. Ryan, what's your popcorn rating for Mandalorian Season 1? I'm going to go with a small bag as well. Um, I like the first episode. I, I think that it, it, as far as... Like the introduction to a show, it does everything that you would want it to me, uh, want it to do, everything it needs to do. Um, but as I said a couple minutes ago, it falls off precipitously um, to where I like by the end when we do finally see his face, I just don't care. I do not care. I would have if we didn't if we did not do this podcast, if I did not have to watch it for this podcast, I probably wouldn't have watched after episode three. I would have just given up at that point. Um, the things I liked about it, uh, I like the Mandalorian character. I like the Western feel to it. I like the concept. Like he's very laconic. He only speaks when it's necessary. Um, even though at certain points in the season, again, poor writing, they for some reason changed the character where he has to talk things through out loud now uh, when he's in a ship. Um, it's just they're they're. It feels kind of rushed, I guess. There's a lot of filler, very like long stretches where it's kind of boring. I did think it was interesting that they decided to make the Jawas uh, minions, which that was an uh, interesting. <laughs> minions. Um, yeah, that's the first thing. I was like, I was like, are those supposed to be minions from Despicable Me? Is that are they trying to infringe without infringing? Because uh, you know Disney doesn't, they don't like to show you know that they are threatened or they're sweating. But just people, me, the last three entries have made over a billion dollars, so they got some stiff competition from Illumination Studios. Let's not let's not kid ourselves here. Um, so I mean, if they can take the Jawas and turn them into their own minions, who's to say the world can't be theirs? Um, but like, I just, I unless you're a Star Wars fanatic, this is there's no necessary reason to indulge in this. I don't think. Yeah, you know, me being a big Star Wars fan, I guess I would say the Star Wars fanatic, um, I was gravely disappointed. And not the way that, you know, your stereotypical Star Wars fan is disappointed. You know, it's just like, I found this to be very unnecessary. Uh, I I was very disappointed when they showed us the Mandalorian's face. I thought that was way too soon. Let that be the last 
scene of the last episode of the series, you know, something that we build up to. Um, I do agree with Eric that they're going to go to Yoda's homeworld or they're going to attempt to. They're going to tease us that they're going there and then, you know, they're going to flounder somewhere else. I think we're going to see a lot of um, em uh, Empire um, graveyard, so to speak, in season two. I feel we're going to see a lot of uh, like Death Star stuff. You know what I mean? Like just just like a whole lot of Empire stuff. No, you're not, you're gonna see none of that. You're gonna see the rise of the first order, if anything. Ah, uh, fifteen years before Force Awakens. Yeah, buddy. Well, okay. I don't think we're gonna see first order at all in this whole series. Yeah, I would, if anything, because if that's the case, picture right now, Snoke is most likely alive right now. Uh, the Emperor's probably cloned him at this point. Yeah. So. Uh, you know, that's that's a possibility that we might get more Snoke. I don't want that to happen. I don't want so Snoke at all. Let's not talk about it. Yeah, let's not do it. I'm going to agree with the guys here <laughs> on this one. Uh, this one's a small bag for me. Um, I'm not like Ryan, though, on this. If it wasn't for the show, I wouldn't watch. No, it, it's not that for me. Because I'm a Star Wars fan, but it probably would have taken me six months to watch the eight episodes you know what i mean like oh honey let's watch this there's nothing else to watch and then a month later oh there's nothing else to watch you know what i mean guys like i wouldn't How about have this? been watched it this was eight episodes right i i could have read all eight episodes in like a comic you know oh yeah like it, it it was i feel like it, it, all the eight episodes were Maybe one hour-long episode stretched into eight parts. Right. Yeah. I feel. Yeah, I feel the same way. They could have told the story that they wanted to tell in half the time. Yeah, they could have. And they would have gotten the same emotional impact, same catharsis, everything. <sighs> Damn. I was really hoping when this came out, because I knew we were going to review this eventually when it was for what first came out in November. I. Uh, I was, I was just disappointed. The first episode was great. And then, yeah, you guys are Star right. Star Wars hype has... Wound Damn down. it. Damn Finished. it. No, it never will. Anytime there's a new Star Wars thing, I am just like Alien. Jordan, you were you almost walked out of the theater of Alien Covenant. The new Alien's not going to be good. Shut up! I'm going! Same thing with Star Wars. <laughs> You're going to eat your words. I feel like one of the things uh, that... I think a large, a big disappointment for me, Eric kind of touched on it a little bit. They had the the chance to explore. Disney had the chance to explore further into the universe than what we've seen with the Skywalkers and all that jazz. And they, they seem too afraid to do that. They seem too afraid to stray from the familiar. Like, we have the iconography. They have things in there, like the, the Mandalorian helmet that looks like Boba Fett. So, like, everyone kind of knows just based off of that get-up, what it's about. You know, there's, there's robots everywhere. Fucking robots all the time. Um, everyone's got weird names. There's all these things that are Star Wars, but they're so... Disney is too afraid to move past, like, Alderaan, Tatooine, these things like that. Cantina like scenes every movie. Exactly. Like, I feel like they had a golden opportunity 
the time period they set to explore a, like a universe, not just a world, a universe that is having issues moving on and, and, and dealing. Cause like you have the rebel Alliance, you have the empire and all this stuff, but like the entire world order, the, you, the order of the universe has just broken apart. You know, we've never, they, they had an opportunity to explore the, the challenges of people moving on. And there's this really good movie um, came out in 20. 14 2015 i think it's called phoenix i don't know if you guys have ever seen it or heard of it it's a german movie um but it's about this uh it's about germany after the holocaust and this woman gets uh she gets uh her husband tells sends her to the concentration camp uh he gets paid to turn her in because she's jewish and he was hiding her and all stuff and then she gets out and she got like physically beaten so her face looks different he doesn't realize it but she looks close enough to uh the husband where he tries to pass her off as his wife so he can collect insurance on her and he can get paid and like split the money with her. But it's like, it's actually his wife and she never tells him until the end. But like the whole movie deals with how the Germans had a hard time accepting like the evils of the world they lived in, even if they may not have participated it, participated in it themselves. Mm -hmm. Like they, in the movie, they just kind of gloss over the fact. It's like, Oh, we don't, we don't talk about that sort of thing. And like I feel like they could have, they had a golden opportunity to do that, like that concept, with the Empire. Because like if you have a, if you have a moon called the Death Star where they're just blowing up planets, that's something that's you know people aren't going to be too thrilled to talk about. Right. Right. Yeah. So okay, that's a very very interesting point. I'm gonna check the movie out. Netflix. Uh, it's on Criterion. I I watched it on the Criterion channel, so I don't know. Okay. I don't know if you have, where else you'll get it. Okay. Well, that was a really deep thing that you said. And speaking of going deep, we're going to be going emotionally deep next week with Marriage Story. Keeping the Star, sure. keeping with Star Wars, right? Adam Driver. Who's he? I'm really loving it. <laughs> I am actually <laughs> kidding. I'm just ignoring it. Um, I have started a love affair with Adam Driver. I uh, I've been watching some of his SNL stuff, and that guy's actually really fucking funny. He and played a good Kylo Ren. Kylo was just poorly written at that at the end. I think it's not his fault. He's a good actor, so yeah, he's good. I'm I'm really excited to see him in a Marriage Story. We'll be coming back for that Netflix only release. You guys, you guys, just kind of talk about uh, Marriage Story leading up to Valentine's Day here, getting all sappy. Well themed. Good for you. Yeah, thank you. Had to do it. Ryan, you excited to talk about this one? Yeah, it's a really good movie. I think that it's, uh, especially with the Oscars episode coming the following week, I think it's a good prelude to it. Yeah, we will be doing our Oscars reaction episode in February like we always do. So we will be excited to come back to you guys next week for a marriage story. Again, like always, Eric and Ryan, thank you so much for joining me. And we'll be back next week. Have a good night.